listening to the Eye of Ra show on abioradio.com and it's your host yours truly Empress Ra back at it again for show number 14 glad I can be here this week was a rough week for a lot of people including myself um, mentally physically um, in the world I just feel like every week we always come back to Wednesday like huh you know 
Um, but nonetheless, we are still here and I'm excited to be here. For this week's show, I do have a special guest that I'm so excited to share with you all. You're going to absolutely love her the way I do and the way that everyone that does know her loves her. Um, after I play some music, I'll bring her in and introduce her to you. But she's one of a kind. And um, I, I have her on today's show because I want to address some of the things that have been going on um, in our community as of recently. Um it, it kind of relates to mental health. I know you guys know that is something that I'm so passionate about. And um, I believe that this next guest that I'm going to introduce will be able to address some of the concerns that our community has and to really talk about self-care because I always mention it um, in my show, but self-care is really, really important. So we'll be talking about that later on. Um, what else is going on? So last week, I played uh, all Kendrick Lamar because you guys know I'm a huge, 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 huge fan. Huge. <laughs> and got really disappointed when April 7th came and uh, got a notification that it got pushed back to this week. So I was like, damn. So continue listening to uh, last week's show if you are still excited about Kendrick Lamar dropping his album. Another dope artist that came out is Joey Badass. Um, he came out with an album called All American Badass, and it is amazing. If you don't know who he is, please go check him out. His music is dope. I remember playing uh, one of his tracks, Land of the Free, a couple of shows back, maybe when I first started, um, and I'm really happy to see that he is making waves. So um, shout out to him. Um, shout out to anybody who has been supporting for the past couple of weeks. I really, really appreciate you. I'm going to get into some music. Um, it's going to be more talk, less music this week, but I always got to put a little bit of music in just to get that feel-good vibes. Um, keep it locked. You're listening to The Eye of Ross Show on ABLRadio.com. So devastating 
At times I thought we never make it Now we on our way to greatness And all I ever took was patience I, I, I used to feel so devastated
Welcome back. You are listening to the Aya Ra Show on ABL Radio. And today I have a special guest on today's show, a longtime colleague of mine. We go way back to the University of Miami, my alma mater, and she is really someone special. I'm going to tell you about this girl. She is an internationally best-selling author of the book, Beyond Powerful, Your Chronic Illness is Not Your Kryptonite. At the age of 10, she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, type 1 diabetes, um, growing up in Hawaii and currently living in Brooklyn, New York, she has a heart for all things multicultural and she is obsessed with recognizing all of us who are beyond powerful. And might I add, she always knows exactly what to say and when to say it. I am so honored and excited to have Lala Jackson on the show. Hey girl. Yay. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Oh, what a question right off the bat. I'm great. <laughs> I know that's a question that we always ask and we don't really know how to answer. And then we just say, you know what, I'm no. fine. <laughs> like everything's fine. I know. <laughs> but it's crazy. We've known each other for maybe, what, about 10 years, I think. Um, we both Yeah, went, I think so. Yeah, we, we both went to UM. And let me, get, let me tell you guys, she has, Lala's been a force to be reckoned with. I've always remember, because when did you graduate? <laughs> 2009, 2009, but I was also there for five years, so I was on campus for a while. Okay, yeah, so 2009, so you graduated a year before me, but every time you see Lala, she is known to be the leader, you're always the voice of reason, you've been the, I mean, just from my perspective, the number one advocate for diversity, um, I mean, you were just amazing, I remember we did events together, um, and it's just, I'm, I'm just really honored to have you on the show, like, it's crazy how time has evolved, and I'm so proud to see what you're doing in our community. Thank you. You're just going to have me over here in tears from the job. So thanks for helping. Oh, no problem. No, no, it's crazy because I actually have you on the show for a couple of reasons. Um, the, mm. the first is, well, first let me say this. I don't really like social media personally, but I have to use it for business. And what I do like mm -hmm. about it is that it re reconnects me with old friends. So we've recently mm -hmm. reconnected. And it was just really exciting to see what you're doing. And I was like, oh, my God, look at her. Like, it just makes me happy. Um, and then another reason why I, I'm glad to have you on the show is because I also, I suffer from a mental health, uh, a mental, mental illness. I have general generalized anxiety disorder. So I'm just a worry war. Mm -hmm. I'm always, always. And I saw that you were publicly voicing your thoughts on living with a chronic disease and People really don't talk about, you know, the issues that they have. I've always mm -hmm. felt like it was taboo to say, you know, because people were like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> so I was encouraged to see how open you were and it encouraged me to be more open. So I was like, OK, cool. And then the third reason is that in light of recent events, our, our University of Miami family, we're really, really small. And this past week, we witnessed two deaths, one mental and one physical that really hit us hard. And um, like I said before, you have a voice of reason. And I saw how you were able to articulate everyone's thoughts. And I was like, this is what's needed in our community. And I want to be able to spread that to other people who may not be a part of the University of Miami community. Because I feel like everyone feels this, these emotions and these pains whenever something traumatic happens, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's crazy how much we really do try to hide it from each other, even though we're all at the end of the day going through the same thing. And if we just talk about it, we can help each other out. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's why I have you on the show. My, my, my selfish reasons. I'm really happy that you're here. Um, <laughs> I love it. So I really want to talk to you because you are a uh, author and you have a blog and you are an advocate for, for those that live with a chronic disease and a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. um, you mm -hmm. know, I just wanted to kind of dig into your head a little bit and ask what, what is your approach to like self care? Cause I definitely believe that that word, those two words are more prominent now than ever with the climate of our community. Mm -hmm. How, how do you, what do you, what do you do? What are some, some tips or how do you go about, you know, handling that beast? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll start off by saying I, this isn't something that I'm like, Oh, I'm just so great at this. It's my, you know, wheelhouse. It's something I was forced to get good at. I, you know, like you said, I was diagnosed with uh, autoimmune disease, type 1 diabetes when I was 10. Um, I have had dysthenia, which is like a chronic low mood depression, mm -hmm. probably since I was 12, but I was diagnosed in my 20s. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which is like a pain disorder. And so all of these things were basically my body screaming at me 
be like, all right, slow down, chick. You need to take care of yourself. That comes first. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's really interesting in this age of self-care. You see so much stuff on Instagram that's like, just say namaste and drink a lot of water. <laughs> and like, okay. I wish like, it that, was that easy. I know, right? Um, but I, I think what's really important is that people forget that you set your own rules of self-care. Mm-hmm. And people almost... You know, kind of you're saying social media is such an interesting thing. People look at what other people are doing, and then they want to be this, you know, perfect, holistic goddess, and Mm -hmm. that's not attainable. And so you really just have to pay attention to your body and what you need. And I am lucky in that I do have diseases where I am forced to take measurements. And so at any given moment, I can say, well, clearly my body is in massive stress or massive inflammation, and here's this blood sugar number that shows me that most people don't have that tool. But I think that once you start to dial into how you're feeling stuff pops up, like one of the the funniest things that cracks me up. I know itis is like the thing that everyone's like, Oh, that's just what happens after you eat. That's not supposed to happen after you eat. Like that's an (laughs) indication that your body can't process what you're eating. Right. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's the little stuff like that, that, um, once you start to clue in like, Oh, I feel like crap today. I wonder why. It's, okay, what are the most basic of basic things I can start doing? Gotcha. And some of the conversations I've been having over the past few days, especially as, you know, the University of Miami community has been dealing with so much, it's, okay, are you sleeping? Right. Are you eating? That comes first. Yeah. Like, if you're not doing either, of course your brain can't function because it can't create the chemicals you need to feel better. So take care of those first. Yeah. And then carve out space for yourself. Yeah. And I think those are the, the really important things is learning to go by your own rules at your own pace on your own timeline and putting yourself first and doing what you need to do for you. It's so true. It, but, you know, it's challenging because we live under this microwave pressure, you know, where yeah, it's like this, yeah. this need to speed and rush through everything and, and get things done and mm-hmm. deadlines. And it's like competition for, within our community. And so, yeah. When something happens, it's like, well, I don't have time to slow down, you know, and because that's that's what that's that was what my problem was. You know, I would have mm-hmm. I would go, go, go. And then something major would happen. And I would look at it and be like, oh, disregard. And I would completely just mm-hmm. ignore it until it like like, you know, caught up with me. And then I would implode mm-hmm. because you're not supposed to ignore it. Whatever is going on, you have to take a moment to just stop and really, really deal with it. And we don't deal with things like we push everything to the side. No. And that's, that's the yeah, struggle. Absolutely. So it's so funny. I've gotten like super woo woo, like hippie chick <laughs> in my older age. And it's, so I'm like in touch with the universe and listen to science and all that. And it's, it's so funny that like it, your body will tell you when you need to slow down. Life will tell you when you need to slow down. But our inclination is to just, like you said, to keep running forward. Right. And then you get smacked over the head. <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> yep, sorry, universe, my bad. Right. So you get indications. You just have to listen to them. Yes. I, I remember a couple of months ago, I think I put up a meme that says, like, sometimes God slams the brakes to intentionally slow you down. Because if not, you just keep yeah. going and going until you just literally yeah. go off of a cliff no pun intended like that's kind of how we <laughs> no, go for real. you know so that's that's good so what those those steps and approaches are are definitely i needed to hear that and i hope that you know my audience takes that you know um it's crazy because you know mental illness is like so taboo in our society and you deal with mm-hmm. mental and physical so i mm-hmm. my question to you is is you know, once we recognize the importance that we don't need to be ashamed of it, how, how do we reach out to, for help if we need it or to be a help mm-hmm. for someone in need? Because I don't know, like, I don't know if you saw, recently, was it yesterday? I literally felt like a little mini implosion because it was just news mm-hmm. after news after news. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, and I've been in a dark place too. You know, thank God I am not there now. Um, but I know that it's really not fun. And to see all these things happening around me, even today in the news, it was another murder-suicide, like literally today. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, at what point <laughs> can we just yeah. really recognize, you know, what do you, what do you suggest? How can we be of help or how do we reach out for help? 
Yeah, I think the most important thing, and I know I've said it a million times over the last few days, is it is okay to not be okay. Yeah. And you, you don't have to fake strong. None of us can deal with, like, the amount of pure ridiculousness that has happened over the last few days. Yeah. No one can be expected to deal with it. Right. It's too much. It's too heavy. And so it, I think it's so important to recognize that. And I think sometimes it can feel... So, like such a momentous lift to ask for help because we're, we're trying to come up with the words and we're trying to figure out, okay, who do I reach out to and what do I tell them when all it has to be is a text to someone you vaguely know, hey, I'm not doing okay. And it is amazing how much people want to help. We're kind of, as humans, naturally inclined to want to help others. And right. so I think it's actually really a gift to ask for help. Yeah. People want to be the one who knew they helped you through something. And, you know, especially we, with everything that happened in our community, have seen posts from friends who are like, I, I wish they had just asked me for help. Yeah. I just wish. So, and so that's such there's a this, gift. There's, there's a notion of pride, you know, within, within yeah. us that it's like, I don't want to bother anybody or, you know, yeah. and then there's also people who manipulate their pain, you know, where mm -hmm. their call mm -hmm. for help can be, you know, not of true intentions. And so it's like, you know, the story mm -hmm. of crying for wolf, um, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like, how do you know when it's true, when it's genuine, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard because I, I have family members and, and friends and, and I've come across situations where it wasn't a true need. And then yeah. that makes me like, are you serious? You know, um, and it's, just, yeah. it's so it's so complicated. It's not simple. It's very complex, you no. know, on, on that asking for help type thing. Um, yeah. It's funny. I feel like um, knowing when to recognize those situations, too, in itself is an act of self-care. Because you also, as the person being asked, if it's someone who's not being genuine, mm -hmm. saying no and being able to say, well, you know, go talk to Auntie so-and-so instead, that's, that's an act of self-care and that's a kindness to yourself, learning yeah. how to recognize those situations. Right. That's just as important. Yeah, and um, so I, I recently binge-watched this episode, this show on Netflix called 13 Reasons Why. And if you're, like, yeah. really emotional and you're a woman, don't watch when you're on your period. Don't, like, watch. No, <laughs> like, you just, if so you're hard. not If you're not strong, mentally strong, don't watch it. Because I, I watched it. And um, it's really needed, especially for our kids and our teens, to, to recognize the impact and influence we have on the people that are around us. We never – I'm – Sometimes mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I'll say negative things about people because I'm human. I'm not going to ever be righteous and say, oh, I'm perfect. No, you know, but I feel like we have to practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is, is definitely mm -hmm. a huge, huge part of self-care because when you are mindful of the words that are coming out your mouth and what you're saying, you never know how your words can affect somebody that will trigger them. It's triggers. Like literally we mm -hmm. live off of triggers, right? And these, these mm -hmm. some, sometimes all you need to say is one thing and then they're like, oh, that's it. And you never know. So yeah. I think that that would also be a great way of how we can help someone is just to be mindful of what we say to people, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and then to yeah, recognize and know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can keep getting better too. Like, not to put our business out there, but I remember saying something super rude to you in college and then going back afterwards and be like, oh, man, I effed up there. Sorry. And I think that acknowledgement is so important yeah. and you can get better over time. We weren't all perfect. I used to be a hothead in school. <laughs> and so know that, you know, you can get better and you can keep working and what what you say really matters and it can truly help people. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's so funny that you said that. I, I remember we weren't, we weren't, we weren't close, close in college. We just knew each other. We had all the same friends. So mm -hmm. I, I remember that, but like all of that, you know, school is school. Like when you're in school, it's just such a space where it ha it's open to so much negativity and yeah. that you never know how you influence. Cause just like you girl, I did the same thing. I got people who are, I'm off their list. They will never talk to me again. They're like F for hell forever. <laughs> and I'm like, that's fine because I would have done the same thing too. Cause of what I said at the time, you know, um, <laughs> but 
but what I do now yep. is I live in my truth now. And, you know, I always ask God to forgive me for anything that I've done wrong. And to anybody that I've affected wrong, even if they've done me wrong, um, it, which is very hard mm -hmm. to do. And that's something I think also we have to practice because that'll help, you know, with you being open to, to becoming mm -hmm. better mentally. So, um, mm -hmm. it's all gross. <laughs> it's all good. So we're going to play some music. Lala, I'm so excited to have you on. I do want to chat a little bit more after the music break. Tell me what, Absolutely. Is, what is your favorite song? I remember you telling me about, uh, Jadena Bambi <laughs> and because you oh, told me God. This, <laughs> I played it like the first song Damn I played. Song. I know. So <laughs> what, what are some other artists that you love or that you like? I might slide it in. Ooh, I have been on an old school Atlanta big boy kick lately. Ooh, just I don't big know boy why. or outcast? Big boy specifically, like okay. Kryptonite and uh, like the Bo Sparks Claremont Lounge on that like purple album, whatever oh, the thing that he put out. Yeah. Yo, I don't okay. know why I've been on that lately, but I have. And you used to live in Atlanta. I did. How six long years. were you here? Six years. I, it was six years. I started out in the old fourth ward and I kept on moving north into the suburbs, as you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I moved east. <laughs> I started in Buckhead um, and then I moved to Brookhaven <laughs> and then I went to Decatur. Now I'm in Decatur, so trust me, I know. Now I'm like, oh, I like my little suburbs. <laughs> That's so funny. Love it. Oh, man. So, okay, so we might play some big boy in the next mix, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, perfect. keep it locked. You're listening to the I Ross Show on ABLRadio.com. I be on it all night, man. I be on it all day. day. Straight up, pimp. If you want me, you can find me in the air. I'm on it, 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 I'm on it. Time and time again, I gotta turn that round and tell these hoes that I am the beast and I see bitch. That's just the way it goes. I be on that shit that I had you on that I don't want no more. At this time, I need all my freak hoes to get down on the floor. If you came to rep your set, right that nigga, let them know. If it's jail, I get for stopping and hitting the sleep. Fuck it, I go. Freak, I be out in the week. Straight geeks working down your street in the stolen bond of build with 23s on the feet. The legend Rocky D. Brown, back in time to beat it down. Give me face, I love the sound. Slap the taste, they hit the ground. Back in the eight, picked up, picked up with some eyes that don't play. On that kryptonite, we stay. So how we might fly I, I, away? I, 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 I be yeah. on that kryptonite, straight up on that kryptonite. I be on that straight up on that. I be on that Thinking 
time to chill, but you wanna drill though. I couldn't even stop by the baby blue behind the veil, cause you be trying to kill my hoe, my girlfriend. And people around me is telling me that you's a stalker, like Darth Vader chasing Skywalker. I told y'all I was a street talker, it ain't my fault. You gave me your Victoria's Secrets and your Fredericks. You wanted to wall down the story, but instead I took you to Cedric's to entertain you, to do you to the G and never claim you. Me and Missy, we getting straight pissing. Oh yeah, we puffing on one of them things too. You blaming who? You maiming who? I know you ain't bringing that lame crew. Big body, that fat sacks. T Pretty D are the same boo, but I'm back by the dungeon family. So you can go ahead with all that stabbing me, cause I will jab thee and slam thee and Bobby Boucher your ass, G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossing the first, the damn with the AK Quattro CFA over microphone in hand. Generation Uno Dungeon fam. The lab is filled with potions of emotions out there. I laugh. When you think that you have seen the last, but it's only the beginning, my. Don't be so fast, mad gas. I slow it down to a screeching halt. And beat the president, cause he no think before he talk. Iraq got that, now he gunning for Iran. North Korea got that shit that make LA look like Japan. Island, nah man, more like the Caribbean. Billy Ocean body floating, take a voyage to Atlantis. Selling glass, lean blasted, machinery swing past. Next stop, bowling green, bling flash. Glow my ass up, po po, they try to harass. My dough, chink cash, and I sit in my gas and vent. You know the double, you would come from dirty bass. Bird baths, let them stunt, we got burners with gas. As we pass, as we pass, as we pass. Uh, I keep it play or some tooth to play it safe But check the resume, it's risky business in the A And I've been witness to this history Ever since the 10th grade We went from rock and brace to 10th phase I twist my A-head to the side just for style Or throw on the Gucci bucket with the fly, super fly Wow, the southern private on the shut it down It ain't so country though, nigga, this ain't no goma pile I'm Sergeant Slaughter, I keep my shit cooked to altar In order to satisfy my people in Georgia and cross the border And across the border, the essays are getting smarter They got flour for tortillas and lettuce for Angelatas, if you follow, wink, wink, no doubt we don't speak in a the blink. Them folks can have you sleeping in the clink. I'm shitting on niggas and peeing on the seat. It's that nigga to be I G B O I O U T. Now, party people in the club, it's time to cut a rug and throw the loops up in the sky just for the shutter buzz. I'm double fisted and you empty, you can grab a club. Boy, stop, I'm just playing, let me dab you After 12 club like a high B A beehive cause not everybody buzzing around me Could it be the way that the verses sounding Came up on the ghetto boys and the underground king Toys I had a wrong calling pretty brown thing Paint looked like Rubio when the sun was shining Known to keep a bad bitch, no niggas beside me And that finger on the trigger case niggas is clowning Welcome back to the I Raw Show on ABLRadio.com. If you're just now joining us, I have the lovely Lala Jackson, um, internationally best-selling author, good colleague of mine from the University of Miami, an advocate for those that live with a chronic illness. So, Lala. Now, not a lot of people know you like I know you, but you are this super dope white girl um, <laughs> who just loves the world. I don't I don't know anything that you don't love. Um, and I remember you saying in a quote, like, you are a super privi- privileged white woman with a lot of resources and space to take care of yourself. What does that mm-hmm. mean? Yeah, I, I know that in this world, you know, Contrary to my name being Lala Jackson, I am, you know, a white woman who enjoys all that privilege and gets treated as such. I know that I have so much, not only access to healthcare and professionals and all of that, just because of what I do for work. I work for a healthcare nonprofit and all of that. Mm-hmm. But also, in the world we live in, if I am wandering down the street crying, people are going to stop me to ask what's wrong. They're going to assume that I'm not crazy. They're going to assume that something happened to me. They're going to assume that I need help and they should be the ones to help me. Not everyone gets that privilege. You know, if you look a certain way, if you have dark skin, if you're male, if you uh, appear weird in some way to other people, if you appear other, people don't want to associate with you and they're going to assume that the reason you're upset is because you did something wrong or you're crazy or something like that. And so just because of what I look like, I'm treated with with kid gloves, really, and I recognize that. And so as much as I can talk about self-care and, 
you know, you got to do what you got to do for you. I totally know that that's also sitting from place of privilege. Yeah. So it, it's interesting to recognize that. And I think it's important that women and people in my position recognize that. So we can then turn around and figure out, okay, how can we try to help create space for others to live our same experience too. So what do you, how do you bridge that gap? You know, because, you know, I'm a minority and I'm not able to cry Mm -hmm. walking down the street. You know, I have, I'm dark skin Mm -hmm. with dreadlocks. And so I'm stereotyped all the time. And so especially within the black community, which I can speak of, you know, it it goes back to the, our first part of the discussion where we can't really break down that we are not okay as easily because growing up it was like no you're strong you are this like you cannot show your weakness because we are constantly Mm -hmm. in a fight to prove ourselves we're constantly on a Mm -hmm. on a a fight to to show our worth and that we're equal like everybody else and so the moment we show a sign of weakness it's like you know we are proving that we're less of a person which is so sad Mm -hmm. but that's the reality that we live and that that i know we live so how do we start to bridge that gap you know so so that we can be more comfortable to show our and i wouldn't even say weakness because i don't even consider it a weakness like this is just who Mm -hmm. i am you know and human it's human yeah Yeah, it's, it's human we take on so much and it's what breaks us down either mentally or physically so like how do we bridge that gap yeah, I mean, having these conversations, like, you using your platform, man, that, it's so cool that you have created this space for, you know, not only for people to come and just listen to music and mellow out, like, there are days when I'm just having a crap day at work, and I'm like, oh, the show's tonight, yay, and I can mellow out, and it's good, but then also to have these conversations and create yeah. a safe space, and I think... You know, the more that we can talk about it, the more that people who are sitting in places of privilege like me can try to carve out space for the people to be heard. Like, I know I'm not the person to go and talk about, like, how can young black men feel better about talking about their feelings? I don't know that experience. I don't know what it's like to be a young black man. But if I can use my place of privilege to say, okay, maybe I have this speaker's venue, but I'm going to make sure that everyone's represented or really put my foot down and say, no. You know, this is not at all representative of the voices who need to be here. Right. People like me can use that to help as we can. Um, And I I think it's so amazing to watch, you know, our friends and the young community who's just so ridiculously good at so many things really start to rise up and have these conversations. And it's cool to kind of all grow together as we all get older. And then so many people are becoming great advocates. It's really cool. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Have you ever mm-hmm. um, played de- devil's advocate to other white women or, you know, women that you are around? Because we need more Lala Jacksons in our life. Let's just put Let's just say <laughs> that, you know, if we had that, then we wouldn't have half the issues because you, you know, white women in our country are very powerful. You guys have so much power. We've seen it. Um, but you know, I guess my question is, is like, have you ever had those conversations with other white women? And if so, what, what was that like? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I really try to come at conversations from a place of understanding because I do get that if you jump down someone's throat, they're going to shut down completely. Right. Um, it is not a minority's responsibility to make sure the white woman is okay in that conversation. But I can go in and be like, all right, lady, come on, let's, let's talk this out. <laughs> right. And I, I, I've had a few conversations that have been really interesting. There's actually, um, obviously I won't name names, but someone I'm thinking of specifically that was doing a research paper on interracial relationships. And the entire tone was like, oh my God, no one understands white women who want to date black men. And it's just not fair. And it's like, okay, let's talk about fair (laughs) in the world. Come on. Um, And it's important to have those conversations. And it it is important to call people out. Mm -hmm. And it is no one's responsibility to call people out with love. But if you have the capacity to do so and you're finding the strength to do so, I think it can be helpful. Right. Um, Whereas sometimes it's also really helpful to just check people with a swiftness and they need that. 
Um, But again, it it comes down to the conversations being had. I think people get really scared of confrontation. Right. And also people are tired. And so you don't have the energy to have, yeah, one more stupid conversation about the same crap. But if you can muster up the energy, I think those conversations are important. And um, hopefully they open eyes. I, I hope so too. I hope so too. So let's 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 switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about your book because you are yeah. an author. That is so dope because yeah. not everyone could do that. I, I have uh, one <laughs> other friend who wrote a book and I was there to watch him go through the whole process and God damn, that is a grueling process. Yeah. So was is this your first book? It is. I've tried to write many, but this is the first one I've ever <laughs> First successful. Finished. Okay. And so how was the process in writing this book and, and what led you to, to write this? Yeah, I have been talking about writing a book for probably 10 years um, and have gone through so many different ideas. And that's a really fascinating human thing. I think we always have so many ideas and then none of us follow through. And yeah, that's, that's me right all, the, all day. <laughs> <laughs> all of us um but I, I really just wanted to actually complete it and get it out there and I felt like it was time and when I first started writing I was actually writing specifically about uh bravery and courage and how to cultivate that especially as women and especially in leadership mm-hmm. and so I was really fascinated by this whole idea of cultivating courage and it just so happens that when I was writing it my immune system crashed oh, wow. and I was in so much pain and so sick and sleeping all the time and I realized that I was completely full of it because I was writing about, like, oh, bravery and leadership and mm. not writing about what could actually be helpful given the situation I was going through. Right. So I switched gears. And the book, it's all about, it, it's really a love letter to young women living with chronic illness who are really struggling with that idea that we'll never not be sick because that can be such a heavy thing, whether it's physical illness, mental illness. I think it can be really scary sometimes if you get in your head and you start thinking about like, okay, my brain chemicals are never going to be normal. My, you know, hormone insulin levels are never going to be normal. I'm always going to have, you know, X, Y, Z disease. And right. that gets super scary, super fast. Right. Um, and so the book is really diving into that. And I talk about a little bit of my own story and I tell a lot of other people's stories. I go into a little bit like the science of fear and how you can rewire your brain a little bit to work better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I talk a lot about the things that actually make us really great, having to learn how to deal with these different illnesses. You know, I think personally, one of the you know superpowers, so to speak, that my illness has taught me is how to be really transparent. Because not only does it help me and it's an outlet for me when I need to let off scene, but it allows me to connect with other people who are going through the same thing and it makes me happy to help. It brings joy to my life. Let's talk about that for a second. Transparency. Yeah. Because that's something that I am battling with so much. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm very, I'm a super private person and I think I became private because in college, my life was so public. (laughs) So funny. So like, I, like I, you know, everyone knew who I was dating and everyone knew what I was doing and where I was, it was just, it it affected me really, really bad. Like when I got out of college, like I was like, I shut down. I didn't realize how much it affected me, but I literally was like, like you can't hear anything from me and I completely went ghost per se Mm -hmm. and then when I started my business and my career which (laughs) funny enough is a public career basically I'm turning into a Mm -hmm. public figure um people started really being interested in my life and they're like you know tell me more tell me more and I'm like I don't want to tell you more like please leave me alone and it's just it's this thing and then you know when it comes to social media of course it's just this you know everyone puts up their best shot everyone puts up their best Mm -hmm. face their best filter you know I'm guilty of it so many people are guilty of it and you know I just have this fear of transparency you know and I started to open up Mm -hmm. a little bit more but when I hit post that feeling I get is like, oh my God, delete, delete, delete. Should I delete it? Should I delete it? I don't know. I don't, who's going to even care or people are going to make fun of me. It's yeah. real. This is real. This is what I really go through. Cause I'm like, there's yeah. no one that's going to care. Or you have those trolls, you know, who are, I know that as, especially as you grow and it's, it's inevitable. Like I watch and, and, yep. and like my celebrity crushes and the people that I admire who are just like thriving in the wind and they're just, you know, they have 
hundreds of thousands of followers and they're making so much money and I I look at how beautiful their life is and you always got that one troll in the corner that's like well fuck you and, and I'm like why yep. why you know and I'm sensitive I'm an Aquarian and I'm like <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I can deal with that so that transparency like what are some ways that I don't know that help you to become transparent yeah I think for me, um, I swear by the Don Miguel Ruiz Four Agreements. Did I get that name right? I tell, did I totally make that up? Um, it's Don Miguel Ruiz, right? Yeah, I don't know who the author is, but it's so funny that you said that because I literally just reached out to somebody to buy it um, two days ago. The book, right? Four Agreements? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the no, book. I mean, everyone talks so- about that book. It's amazing. One of the things that I really took away from it, one of the things that I was horrible about especially in college mm-hmm. was to not take anything personally oh that's me and oh <laughs> it's it's so funny you know I'll put stuff out there and sometimes it's totally self-serving sometimes I'm you know trying to vent or I want someone to reach out and be like it's okay Lala yeah, yeah it is yeah. okay thanks hey that's true um, right but <laughs> and I don't think there's anything wrong with that right. again we're all living this shared human experience right. we should reach out for help from others we should reach out for you know, probably back when we deserve it. Right. That's fine. And it's it's absolutely fine to post a selfie the day that you know you look good. Right. You're trying to get certain someone's attention. Like, that's say fine. it one more time it's for those in the it. back. Cool. Say, say that one more time for those in the back. <laughs> you look cute today. You look it, it's good. It's cool. Show that off. Because, no, people can um, really make you feel guilty for posting a selfie. Like, I know. Uh, like, girl. Oh, my God. Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> for another day. But, yes. Amen to that. <laughs> but it, it's so funny because... when I was writing the book, what was really helpful to me and something that my publisher kept reiterating is act like you're just talking to one person. If at the end of the day, you just helped one person, you may have changed the course of their entire life. You don't know. Mm. And so if what you say can help that one person or there'll be times I put stuff on social media and, um, you know, it's really just a post to my best friend, Mm. but it just so happens that it applies to a lot of people. And so I make it general and it just hits people in the heart. And I think that's where it gets really empowering when you are speaking from a place of love. That's when transparency gets really, really important. See, you see what I say, guys, when I tell you she always knows what to say, like how she just says what she says. Like, it's just like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Because on Monday, I posted on the IRA show, No Bad Days. And I was like, I I was just literally, I woke up like in a crazy funk. Like, I haven't felt this way in a while. And I was just like dark place and I was like no 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 Rahel this today's not gonna be a bad day it's not it's not gonna be a bad day so I found this post and that was really all for me it was really for me to say you could you're gonna be okay and you know sure enough people were like you know I really appreciated that post or whatever the case might be so mm-hmm. so true you know as long as it comes from a place of love that's the quote right there that is the quote right there mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> So the book. So when when it, what, can we read it? Yeah. Like, what's what's the deal? Like, how can we get our hands on yeah. it? Yeah. So it came out as an ebook last year, and you can actually find the ebook on Amazon if you go searching for it. But okay. it got picked up by a larger publisher, and Ooh, so the updated ebook and thank you, the book in print will be out on Amazon in bookstores like Books a Million, Barnes Noble, all that kind of fun stuff on September nineteenth. Um, so. As you well know, if you follow me on social media, hey, Lala Jackson, everywhere on the internet or mm-hmm. on lalajackson.com, I will let you know when it is available. I will tell the whole world multiple times so you'll know it's there. But I also have uh, a, about 30 more limited edition copies left. And so I'm doing a little promo run now to help me out with some marketing budget where it's 50 bucks for the copy. It'll be a number. You get, you know, number book out of 100 and I write personal letters in the front of them. So Ooh, if you're really itching to get your hands on it, heard that's that. available and just and, hit me up. And they go to lalajackson.com for that? Yeah, so you can go lalajackson.com 
literally everywhere on the internet. My social media handle is always at Hey Lala Jackson. Okay. Or if you really just want to send me a personal note, Lala at Lala Jackson dot com. Super it. easy. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. This is so exciting. Thank you. Like that's major. We're all doing such big things. It's great. No, really. And th- and it's just like when I like like I said, when I did this show, I really had no I had no idea what was gonna happen. I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna have a show, yeah. it's gonna be music. But as I'm evolving, I'm starting to see all these people that I want to interview and I really want to just share the love. That's one thing I'm really, really big on is sharing the love and and also sharing the dopeness, like because there is way, way too much negativity going on in the world. Like it's just it's ridiculous. So anytime I see a little sliver of positivity, like I grab onto it. I'm like, guys, look, positivity, please, everyone. There's some for everyone. So I look at you with that self care. You know what I'm saying? I don't but, like it, it. but it helps me too because girl, it is just like yeah. I can't. I, I literally will go crazy if I continue to just feed myself with the negativity. So so yeah, so this yeah. is awesome. And I know that this book will affect so many people because I know people who are living with this. I was just talking to my mom about it. Some people that don't even know they're living with a chronic illness. Like I didn't yeah. know yep. that I had an anxiety disorder until 2015. And my therapist was like, um, Ron, I hate to break it to you, but I'm like, no, you're mm-hmm. lying. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm 100% fine. I'm normal. You can't even know. And, and she was 100% right. So, so yes, I'm really, really excited. I'm definitely going to get my hands on a copy and all my audience, you should too. Um, Lala, thank you so much for this amazing thank interview. Thank you. I wish we could go on for two hours, but they only give me an hour. I know. So I have to like smash everything <laughs> in and then also play music. But I know that this will not be the last time that we hear from you. Um, let me know about Absolutely. this uh, book release party in September if I need to make a trip to New York. I know. You know what I'm <laughs> Um, I will not there'll, be fl- there'll be liquor that's all I can promise okay. I will not be flying United um, <laughs> but oh, you know, yeah. I might be on Southwest or Delta no, all day oh you're JetBlue I'm a Delta girl so yeah I'm always on Delta but you know Southwest is talking <laughs> them nice prices so we'll see um but yeah, so guys, uh, thank you so much for listening in. Lala, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Um, this week, let's see, what do I have going on? Oh, so on Friday, I'll be at Apache Cafe from 9 to 1. It's going to be a poetry party hosted by Miss Ingrid B. With myself spinning all night, it's going to be so dope. It's not a regular open mic night. It's going to be a poetry party. So make sure you guys come out to Apache Cafe. Hit me up if you're interested. And then... Next Friday, I'll do. I'll be at Wild Pitch Hall for Electric Dance Hall. I'm so excited about this one because it's like a fusion of EDM and dance hall combined. Advanced tickets are available on Eventbrite. Just type in Electric Dance Hall. Um, if you missed all of that, then you can find my social media at DJ Empress Ra, and also follow the show at I of Ra Show on Instagram. Um, Make sure you follow ABL Radio. Make sure you follow uh, Chushy Dopeness. And I think that's it. Yeah. Until next time, remember to practice self-care. That's today's tip. Remember to always breathe. And remember to always live in the moment. You're listening to The I Ra Show on ABLRadio.com. And it's your host. Hey there, you're my truth. Hey there, you're my sunshine. You light up my dark clouds even when my guys are Hey girl, you're my sunshine. Hey girl, you're my sunshine You light up my dark clouds Even when my sky's To the rest of home and them you no similar How you walk and talk, my sister you no regular Nuff man try and can't reach you cellular You're a natural queen, just spectacular Special days marked on your calendar Nuff other woman not in your caliber House well fresh, smelling like lavender Give you the love intro, say me no amateur Softly me nitty, give me the glimity, glamity boy Excessive roots, wine will make your comfort Real rasta man, you don't want a man of some sort To the way me kick back, me yard favor a resort Me a the judge, the lawyer, jury in a year court Any country on the planet, permanent escort Joe to the mercy, so prominent In a year life, my stand dominant Hey girl, yeah my Hey girl, yeah my sunshine You light up my dark clouds even when my skies are green Hey girl, yeah my Hey girl, yeah my sunshine You light up my dark clouds even when my skies are green Another cloud to me, house, rooftop or marble My always a 
wonder how you keep me marvel Breakfast in a bed, fresh fruit and waffle You make my mornings twinkle and sparkle We argue but we avoid the scuffle Up on your face I won't place my knuckle I embrace every minute that we giggle and chuckle Grateful and humble, that we strong as a couple Bad vibes, that's right until another time No me so well, till where me do ahead of time New rules, new radio. You are listening to ablradio.com.